So I just solved the mystery of Jack and my relentless phone calls. The saga of Jack has been one for the history books, I I would say. So we just figured it out. So what better than to start off the episode kind of exposing this man for who he is? No, No, I'm just kidding. It's (laughs) not that dark. This is Coffee with Rachel. I'm Rachel. I'm Chris. And this is a wild ride from that, start to finish. I don't know why we didn't think about this thing. We We're just did so stupid. Sooner. So I, upon preparing for this podcast, I like to check out my news app and see if there's like anything interesting happening, like in science or tech or something like that, so we can talk about it. And there was an article that I was reading about how to stop like robot calls to your phones because I don't know about any of you listening but I have certainly even before Jack like even BJ okay BJ I was experiencing a lot more telemarketer bullshit on my phone yeah I mean I've noticed all of the calls too I've been getting a lot more too but like spam calls yeah I used to not get them like at all I thought like you couldn't get them on cell phones because like how would they have your phone number unless you have it like listed on a website which we'll get into yeah (laughs) So, if you've been listening to our podcast for the last, like, couple months, I've been getting... I switched my phone number. I got a new phone number because I wanted a Seattle area code, and I was getting all these, like, weird, like, collect calls and texts for people, like, having sessions with me, and I just didn't know what was happening. Also, calls for, like, expensive cars and whatnot. Yeah. Maserati dealers in Seattle calling me constantly. So, very sketchy. And so, I was like, what is happening? But it was very annoying because, like, I have a white noise app that plays sound when I'm sleeping and that's the only way I stay asleep and now it's literally like the absence of that noise is what wakes me up more than actual noise yeah so when I get a phone call that app like stops playing so I'm like woken up to all these weird calls and I was just getting really frustrated and then I'm reading this article about how you can stop like these spam calls and apparently you can actually download apps that like filter the calls that you're getting. I always shit. just I know it said that it doesn't filter like the calls you want, but I always get nervous yeah. that it will anyway. I there, I would there's like two options for this one. It's like no robo calls or robo calls no more or something like that. It's the, the yeah. app, and it's like you pay like a dollar ninety nine a month, and instead of you can either have it like totally keep the calls from being on your phone, or it just like flashes something up on your screen when you're getting one of those calls that like lets you know like hey this is not even like something that you should pick up just like hit decline yeah um so i'm reading this article and then the last one of the first things that they say is like why don't you google your number just to see like if it is anywhere listed online and that's where like all these spammy people are like pulling the number from so i did that and i found jack jack has been discovered he is not lost on an island i've seen his face <laughs> like i said like i know his face now it's so weird um He's a realtor. He's a realtor. Not a drug dealer. Not some sort of like gang member prison situation. Because I was getting all these collect calls. So I was like, what is happening? Though, I don't know. Like, I still don't. There's a lot There's happening. a lot of confusion happening. So we know the mysterious Jack. There's a contact. And I'm going to fucking contact him and be like, hey, buddy, can you remove my number from your fucking website? I want to know why he changed everything. Like, why did he do this? He like, did he start a new life? Or is he one of those people that like... He's like, I'm leaving my current life, just drops off and maybe goes away. Maybe he just got a new number, or maybe it's something more serious, and maybe he, like, he doing changed fraud? his whole life, and we're not even going to get any answer back with this. Was he selling homes he wasn't supposed to be? Was he fraudulent? Was he I doing don't know. Bad the Maserati is 
the red herring i feel like what <laughs> what is going on there i'm gonna literally put that in my email i'll be like i'm getting calls can you tell your maserati dealer to fuck off and what your new number is i just oh want to know God. because i get these calls and they're 206 numbers so i'm like oh this is therapy or it's my job or something or like it's my health care and yeah. it's not <laughs> it's maserati dealers please fuck off hopefully this will come to an end yeah so anyway that's what's been going on well, you know. let's talk about the coffee that we have here. Yes, this is from a binge. Yes, Lauren, who we have definitely... I think we've had this coffee before, but it's definitely a face I like to see around here. What is it's it? It's a Detroit Bold Woodward Avenue. I don't know if we had we her have, before. I, I recognize her face. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> so this is from Lauren May Lettering on Instagram, who I've been following for like a few months, because she did like a really cool font for Coffee with Rachel before. Yes. And oh, yeah. on their Instagram page, they'll do, like, lettering for different Harry Potter, like, artifacts and stuff. So, like, or just, like, ideas. Like Lumos and Knox. Yeah, or, like, the Twi... The, the Twi... The Twi Wizard <laughs> tournament. Like, I saw that one recently. And I just think they're really cool. And they actually, like, look right for what's, you know, being said. I don't know. It was cool. So go check them out. I follow also- a lot of, like, lettering people because I'm not good at that shit yet. Also got some toys for the chunks. Yeah. They very much appreciated those like semi-translucent holographic crunchy balls. Yeah, they <laughs> love those little crunchy balls. I wonder like why. You know, I what does that mimic? Do you that... think Squeezy was munching on pine cones before we got him? Or plastic in a garbage can? <laughs> that sounds right. He, he is, is a, sewer a rat. fucking sewer rat. The other through night, through. so we've already talked about when I eat salt and vinegar chips, like he's there and I let him like lick my fingers after. <laughs> so the other day, now he's getting like so brazen during that situation. He took a chip from my hand. Like I didn't even know. He's like know. a fucking seagull. Like... Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. He took it from my hand and, like, carried it in his mouth away from me. Like, I had to chase that shit. Like, I had to get him. Lila. Because it was a big piece. As a fan of the saltine. Like, Lila hates everything. Like, we don't normally give them anything, but, like, Lila doesn't I like to let them sniff the food just to see what they'll do. Lila doesn't like anything that has any remote odor to it like she's got a very it's her nose it's so small yeah her she's, little pink snoot is so sensitive uh so let's talk about a coffee fact yeah and the fact today is gonna be that he I, doesn't have one that i don't have one but i also did a poll on my twitter over the weekend chris loves to do polls i on love twitter. to start heated debates about menial things like what's your favorite nut or oh yeah that was or what's the next one that you're gonna do what do you think what give the people a little sneak peek i don't know i did nuts i did fruits or no i did vegetables and now i did coffee brands okay i don't know yet what a mix i'll have to maybe do like ice cream brands oh my god there's a lot there wow he likes to pus oh my god stop (laughs) oh my god when i was playing that word cookie game and pus was a word i was like it's just too much for me oh fuck but, so, um, the coffee fact is that he did this survey of the people on Twitter. Yeah, and I picked, like, 12 brands that are, like, popular. There's obviously, like, a million that are more regional, but I did we ones that are, like, really... We tried to do grocery stores. Yeah, obviously, like, Wawa was in there, and there was, like, Tim Hortons and shit, but it came Duncan, to... Starbucks, Duvalia. And then there was, like, Folders and Maxwell and, like, The Whole answers Foods. were disturbing. It came down least. to, like, the final one was between Wawa, thank you, Starbucks... And Folgers, which, first of all, how did Folgers get in get I, there? I put Folgers in there because I was like, what's a grocery store brand that I haven't listed yet? 
Folgers. Okay, I'll just Did you put already that have in Maxwell House? I did have Maxwell House. Maxwell there. House, I feel like, is Folgers like Maxwell House is the bottom cousin. of the chain. Yeah. It is the I was gonna say the result of the incest. It is there at oh, the bottom. Okay. <laughs> There's a dark narrative. The Folgers happening. The Folgers is something it's it's not that great. It's something. So it it lost to Javalia. Like, that upset me. Yeah, it upset me that it lasted over, like, Duncan, too. Or Tim Hortons. Yeah. The Canadians were out and about on that poll. Yeah, so. they almost got Wawa kicked out because it was going against uh, Tim Hortons. But it came down to the. I feel three. like people chose Wawa because we're so annoying about it. There were it. so many people that said, like, I've never had Wawa, but I'm going to pick it because you guys like it so uh, much. But, <laughs> don't um... apply that to any more important <laughs> things that we talk about. But Wawa, I didn't expect to win because, you know, it's only an East Coast thing. I understand. Uh, Starbucks won, obviously. I guess, you know. I guess you guys don't mind burnt beans. Somebody somebody tweeted me, they were like, my dad and I call it Charbucks because it's always burnt. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually really true. No, so Starbucks won. Yeah. All right. Well, something that I wanted to talk about today is, uh, you know, we're going to talk about coffee. So clear coffee. I've been tweeted this a hundred billion times. Someone has formulated a coffee that is clear, and the whole gimmick is that it's not going to stain your teeth. Thoughts? How? Yes. First of all, I want to know how. Is it a process of filtering until the color? Like, what what bean did you get that created I know. a clear... You know what I mean? I want to know. How Does modified? it just end up being, like, water with caffeine in it, or... Does it still have coffee flavor? Like the distinct flavor. Is it is it like caffeine water? But like you know how you have those little like sugar drops that you drop into a bottle of water uh, that changes the color and make it like Everything always tastes like that one weird thing, you know? It just has a weird <laughs> flavor. Like they serve these things at Starbucks and they're called like hint of something. And they have like berry in them. And I used to drink them when I worked there. And they are like caffeinated water. And it has a tiny little bit of like a berry after finish. And yeah. you're like, this is shit, but I'm drinking it. So is it like that? Does it have the full bodied flavor of coffee? Also, I would never. Is There's... that something because it's clear? Would you want it served iced just because of the color? Or would you have a hot steaming cup of clear Now, coffee? are we calling like. Are we saying clear as in like it's, it's literally crystal, clear, like looking like water? Looking like water. Imagine adding your creamer to that. How? And then it looks like I you're just don't understand like milk. how you can get any sort of like water that's like soaking through like a nut or a berry or a fruit or whatever. Like it always is going to change a color, like always. So how Unless do they get that? Unnatural. Yeah, it's got to be unnatural. Will as we hell. try it? Um, I mean, depends I depends w- how expensive it is. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to trying. I want to know what it's like. Yeah, I feel but, like it's something that would give me like a panic attack. I don't honestly, know why. There's probably like, I'm not gonna change. Like, it, I'm sure my teeth will stay yellowy even without like having that. And I'll just fucking you know use Crest white strips or get something done. You know. Yeah, that's I'm the not price sacrificing. Like, you know, the appeal. It's it got a nice like brown camel a nice camel color if it's to it. not gonna look good on your nails don't drink it exactly <laughs> you heard it first right here you know i don't just want a top coat you know I yeah want, I you want don't this. want just a buff shine you want you want a little camel because <laughs> i have this buffer right now it's like a four-sided thing and i got like a pack of four of them on amazon for like oh six God. bucks <laughs> and they make your nails look like you're wearing like a clear coat i'll have to tweet a link to them they're like really cheap but Ooh. you know while we're on the subject <laughs> 
Well, I wanted to bring up when you were talking about um, the lettering and the Harry Potter-related lettering, let's talk about Jude Law as Dumbledore. Oh, I thought That's you were a- like, let's talk about lettering. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I love the letter B. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, though, what is your favorite letter? Oh, my God. That is a tough one. <laughs> wow. I almost want to say S. I'm such a Slytherin. Wow. <laughs> but I just, it's, it's just, she's so snake-like and, like, such curves. And it's always there. <laughs> you can depend on S. I feel like most people just pick the first letter of their name, but I'm not that attached to R. C is not that cool. Ooh, but it is. There's a soft and a hard. Are you a cuck or are you cuse? <laughs> I don't know. What is your favorite letter to write? You know, what is your favorite one to write? Well, I write cursive, so I would say L's. Okay. They're just beautiful. I or hate, a nice W. I hate doing a lowercase b. Oh, fuck, fuck that. Fuck bees. Also, I don't know like any capital <laughs> cursive letters besides C and I feel H. like this is the adult version of that one segment of Sesame Street right now. Oh my god. <laughs> so, that's cool. Thank I you don't... for alphabet discourse. <laughs> but yeah, so Jude Law. He's here. <laughs> he's Dumbledore. He, he's the young Pope. Now he's the young Dumble, as every news outlet made that joke yeah. before I did. I'll... Uh say i have mixed feelings but i mean i have to see him in the role yeah you know that that'll be like the main deciding factor i did see a side-by-side picture of him like against um wow i forget his name the second dumbledore and they look the real dumbledore they look alike so you know put it on some beard Give on him, a him beard. yeah and he'll look like it here's my thoughts i like i didn't have to see johnny depp in the role to know i was gonna fucking hate it yeah because one i don't like him as an actor i think he's just like just a lot yeah <laughs> and then also him as a person jude law not great track record with women not gonna lie and i like him more as an actor though but i'm still like "Eh, couldn't we have found anyone less huge i don't know also disappointing disappointing that it wasn't somebody lgbt lgbt like let's just that's asking for too much that's too much you gotta have a gay just to even get started you can't do anything crazy like have real representation (laughs) get the fuck out of here i was i was kind of questioning when they said that colin farrow because he was like the first big name that they Mm -hmm. said for this series and he was actually really good and i've seen a lot of people say that if he was Grindelwald, because he basically played Grindelwald the whole first And they had somebody movie, else be, like, Graves or whatever his yeah, name was. Yeah, then that would have been cool, because he did a really good job as that, I think, yeah. like, being an asshole. And, like, the main trio, essentially, I mean, you have Newt Scamander, it's really a quad, actually. Yeah. You have Newt, he's already done a lot, but, like, I feel like he's still fresh, you know? Like, he's not, like, he's gotten, like, the one movie... That uh, well, he did the, the Danish theory, Girl and the Theory of Everything. The Theory of Everything that was like a and Lamez. See, yeah, he's done these things and like he's getting a name for himself, but he's still not like that fucking. You're not like, like wow, Johnny Depp, go away. And what accent not, is that? Yeah, he's not the like Robert Downey Jr. Johnny Depp level yet. You know, yeah. fame. You know, what and I mean? Colin Farrell, I feel like you had forgotten about him, so you were like, oh yeah, Thomas, what's yeah. he up to? Eyebrows. <laughs> we went two ways. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. I ended up on fucking MuggleNet because yeah. of my damn plea. Because when I think <laughs> Jude Law, I immediately think The Holiday, which is arguably the greatest movie he's ever been in. <laughs> and it's the only movie with Jack Black that I can stomach. It's it's just Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz dancing to fucking Mr. Brightside. Like, you can't go wrong with that. 
Sounds it's like classic. It was a great time. It was a great time. But I, you were saying, we, we were both saying that like they should have went the Star Wars, the new trilogy route of like getting unknown people to make these huge Play them roles. iconic, yeah. Because like... There's a couple of reasons why it works so well, and it's because one, these people are brand new and they're being cast in like a fucking like huge world series thing that's gonna be very popular. So like they're gonna put their everything into this role. Like they're gonna dedicate it because this will make their career for them. Yeah. And also it would be great that if you could have somebody that you don't know so well outside of their role, so that way you could be like that like when I see uh, because when I Daisy think of Jude Ridley, Law, I see wow, that's Ray. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. And when I think Jude Law, I think this like womanizing kind of like Pope. suave, <laughs> like not a well, yeah, but like this like suave fucking like trying to like I don't know be flirty and like I don't know seductive, and that's not who I'm picturing for Dumbledore. But then again, I didn't know young Dumbledore, so <laughs> maybe he was a womanizer. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. I don't know. I just, I can't imagine him playing it in that kind of like wise and all knowing way. But at the yeah. same time, I guess he's younger, but I don't, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. have to see. He's, I'm on the fence. We'll have to see how the role is. Still don't like his past. I'm just women. like, we're going to see, it's just going to be him and Johnny Depp being paired off in a movie. And like, I don't want Not to here do, for that. be there. Uh, and then like fucking new being on the side like, hey, I'm here, guys. Remember the magical <laughs> here's, beast? Here's my dragon. Here's my beast. Here's like. my fantastic beast. It's the only one in this whole movie. <laughs> I just, yeah, I wish, I I understand why they decided to go on the vehicle of fantastic beasts and play this story out with Grindelwald and everything. But at the same also, time, it, didn't need to it be could have been this. a separate franchise again that should have been one movie one movie about him like traveling the fucking world trying to find these beasts or whatever yeah and like a whimsical just I picture like movie. a fucking charles darwin like on a fucking island Cousteau. yeah like <gasps> oh my god david attenborough but of fantastic beasts yeah like that kind of shit except him just like fucking going around f- trying to find all these things instead of like oh my god my briefcase open in new york and there's Whoopsies. three <laughs> there's literally three and you get that one scene where you're in the briefcase and you see everything this is the coolest thing but that's literally it yeah oh man so we'll see how that turns out so when i think of fantastic beasts i kind of think of aliens and oh my god. <laughs> NASA, I wonder if they'll introduce those into the series. I would love to have that happen. <laughs> um, so NASA decided to come in hot. So we're riding on the coattails of the entire like world going to shit right now and a possibility of like World War Three, you know, on our on our heels, yes. as you will. And then NASA drops us with really important information about Saturn's moons. Okay, what's going on? Have you been reading about this at all? I've seen something briefly, but I did not read in okay. me. So, they found there's, like, this deep layer of Saturn where a lot of, like, life could have been kept yeah. and food source for an alien race. And so they think it's, like, you know, a prospect. Oh, my God. Of finding something. Because we haven't been to Saturn, in case you didn't know. Um, probably telescopically, we have been. Yes. 
We, we have things that maybe fly by, but we've never been on we've her. We've never been there. Yeah. Um, and that, I would say, is closer than some of these other prospects that they have and those, like, other, like, galaxies I mean, or whatever I mean, if it's in our solar about. system, then there's actually a chance, maybe. So who would have known, 2017, they're actually like, you know what, Saturn, keeping on the DL over there, we didn't really think anything could be going on there. They just have that one blemish. Oh, wait, no, that's Jupiter. Just <laughs> Jupiter's got the blem. Yeah. <laughs> Saturn's got the rings. I absolutely believe that within our lifetime, we will have concrete evidence of... In our lifetime? In our lifetime, we will have concrete evidence of, like, either contact with something else or just the fact that, like, we have found something that is alive on another planet. I want a selfie from an alien race. Like, some sort of... On Snapchat. (laughs) Speaking of Snapchat, so they're, like, losing their minds right now because, one, Instagram stories... Which I still don't use as much as Snapchat because I'm so used to Snapchat. But I feel like I need to be using more because there's, there's more people like, on yeah, Instagram. There's a lot of people there. They're saying that like Instagram is kicking ass with um, their stories. Like the majority of people are using that over Snapchat now, wow. and so that's all shitty, right? You know, because they got stories. that. Woo. Yeah, that. Can you believe? I don't want to know what any of you have to say. <laughs> it's Facebook. I don't need to see you fucking... I already didn't need to see your Facebook lives for your house, you know, with yeah. like four people watching. Like, what is the point of that? I mean, there's that dude killing people on Facebook Live today. What the fuck? Oh, my God. That's a open story, so I'm not going to comment yet until we know more. But fuck, you know? But... <laughs> So Facebook Inst- Live bringing out the worst people. <laughs> Honestly, though, like... I live mean, streaming things were... I'm sure it was bad things, but like, wow, things didn't start getting bad until it came to Facebook. I feel like that's where that's where the dwellers are, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Instagram's, you know, doing well with Instagram stories. And then the Snapchat CEO, so I guess like a bitter, like, former employee, like, basically said that the CEO said something to the effect of like... Snapchat is for rich people and that they're not worried about expanding it to poor countries such as India and Spain. Okay. So not great. It hasn't it's alleged, it's not been confirmed that he did say this, but you know. All right, first of all, I would not consider India or Spain to be poor countries. I know. You know and what I mean? All, so what's happening is, like, a lot of people are boycotting Snapchat, especially from India. And, like, you go on the reviews on, like, the Google, like, App Store or whatever and yeah. iTunes, and there's a ton of people giving, like, one-star reviews and being, <laughs> like, India, blah, 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 doesn't stand for this. You know what I mean? Like, we are more than just, like, a quote-unquote poor country, et cetera, like... Snapchat they're needs not doing to fucking so hot watch right now. because, like, obviously they don't, and it's the same way with Twitter too. They're trying to figure out ways to make money. Actually, like Twitter's had the problem now with Snapchat. Snapchat is so uh, here's I saw it was like valued at like five hundred something billion dollars is what it's worth, but like they don't make that much money. So it's a little weird. Like Instagram, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to make their money. I know they have like ads. Like when you're on Instagram, the app, and like yeah. they were bought by Facebook, right? Yeah. It is so like Facebook, they yeah. just they don't need it like Snapchat does. Now here's the difference between Snapchat and Twitter: you could live without Snapchat. 
because now you do have other apps where you can see that shit. But Twitter is like people like now it's becoming like the newest news outlet. Like, and that's from like all parties. Like, I'm not just saying that to be like funny. Like, it's legitimately like a news source for some people. I mean, if the president's using it on a daily basis. Yeah, and like there's like actual news broadcasts that you can see if you don't have cable. They do their own sort of live streaming shit as well. Exactly. Like presidential debates and all kinds of stuff. And like you're seeing what other like government officials have to say. Twitter is where a hashtag is the most. Most effective. Yeah, and I and that's would a huge say marketing thing now. So. It sucks that they don't know how to make money off of it, but they're learning. It, too. Their value is definitely like it's more for me personally. I mean, like fuck, like I could live without you know sending out a Snapchat of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if I just even if you weren't doing videos, you were doing like Instagram videos, not like even stories. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. feel like it's something that you don't necessarily like have to have. I feel like. That's why Twitter is going to survive, and I don't know. Maybe Snapchat will go. It's it's. I wild. think Snapchat is too big of a monster now to leave. Like it's too. Ingrained. They're going to have to introduce something that makes their app more valuable to use, with still having the basis of stories and like photos that go away for a certain amount of time they need to add something else to it that instagram won't have yeah because like that that's like the some way other that the fucking market works you got a product somebody makes it and does it is getting better at it you got to do something new what do you think they'll do oh my god i have no idea like because like i don't think anyone really gives a shit about the discover part of the app and that's I'm, where they obviously have to make their money. Yeah, by that's where the, the money maker people. is. But also they have like the different advertising filters, you know what I mean? Like the different filters that are for different shit. Yeah, but they they don't pay now they got rid of where you have to buy filters. They tried that. Yeah. And that failed. So I'm I mean, trying I just to mean think though, like, that, like what will happen. Companies are advertising by making a filter. You yeah. Know? Of like, course. That's something that they make money by. Apparently, like you can like call people and like you can get a filter made like around like a specific event, like if you're having like a wedding wedding or yeah, some shit i've seen that it's i like don't know how you do it to your area but that's kind of cool that'd be funny we'll have to see how it goes because you know there's gonna be everything has a fucking story and a filter and a live feed and all this shit i don't know where i'm supposed to broadcast my life to <laughs> i know i just have too many places and it's like i don't i've said this before i don't have enough stories to tell <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I already have a two hours of podcast on a good week. You know what I mean? Like we're just here for this classic audio. <laughs> classic audio. We're the fucking radio. So you had an article that you read about smart devices actually being dumb, and I was yeah. interested to hear more about so, that. So in this modern, I feel as though the world is going to end up looking like how Wally's world looks like. Okay, where it's like we all just have robots doing everything. And, like, we forget how to do everything for ourselves. And some of these devices, like... It's like reverse Darwinism. Yeah. It's making us weaker. Like, if you ever watch the movies, like, the people, they have these robots doing everything for them. And they don't know how to work anything anymore because they're so far removed out of it. Yeah. So, there's, like, these devices that make me fear for that. And one of the, There's this list of, like, these smart devices that are really dumb and that nobody needs. It's meaning, like, dumb in the sense that... It only has, like, one functionality. 
that's you know what not I mean? like really a smartphone. Needed. Like it, there's so many things that you can do with your phone. Absolutely, but and like, like a one and like a product. smart TV, even like a smart TV is good because it's got like apps and everything connects the internet. But it's like a smart toaster. That's one of the things that's on this list. And, and what does it do? How is it smart? Well, it's one hundred dollars, and all it does is it sends you a push notification when your toast is about to be done. Uh... That's all it does, and. Now, just think about that. How long does it take toast to make? Like, three minutes? minutes? And where are you going? That <laughs> like, you... how far away are you from your toaster? But also, if it a toaster, like, doesn't keep toasting. I mean, I know there's, like, residual warmth, but, like, it's not, it's gonna, not like, like something that you have to, like, take out of the oven. Yeah, it's not like that. Whenever I hear of these devices, I just try to look at it from a way where it's like, okay, well, how would somebody that's not as, you know physically abled as i am use it yeah and that's totally fine if it's a smart device in that way but it's things like this where like you don't need this toaster to be like it's not gonna burn down the house if it's sitting there for a minute like if you walk away for a minute you can come back like i'm not gonna pop the toast in and then walk away go use the bathroom while i'm like mid shit come back run to the kitchen oh my god my toast is gonna be done my phone just told me you know what maybe I maybe mean? it's for anxious people like me who hate sitting there and anticipating when the toast is going to pop. <laughs> so you need an app to tell you to like gird your loins and prepare for the toast. Because honestly, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> but to me, that just thinks... I wouldn't pay $100 for yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, it's too much. That's a lot of money for toast. There we was... have a two-slice, like, $20 toaster. And I'd rather put that well. towards a nice four-slicer. A nice four-slicer. I thought you were going to say, like, a Ford Fusion. <laughs> like, okay, let's not do that. There was another... There's a pair of flip-flops that has, like, a chip inside of it, and then you download an app to go along with it, and all it does is it just sends you push notifications about sales for this brand why do you need that like it doesn't do first of all who's spending it's also it's like a hundred on flip-flops it's like a hundred and something bucks for these flip-flops as well yeah okay first mistake there don't do that yes second why you could just start like sign up for like email notifications like subscribe to a newsletter that's free like, all of these things are trying to send you more push notifications. I want less. I if want my no phone... one to push me. The fact that it's called push yeah. already, leave. If it was just called notifications, I would be okay with it. Oh, Not really, God, It's terrifying. Today, I got, like, six emails about Bath & Body Works having a 40% off sale. And I don't know how <laughs> I have that many emails. Because I have, when I'm looking at my email account, it's like all of the different accounts I have. Mm-hmm. Because I made a separate email account specifically for online shopping so that all of the coupons would go to one place. And if I didn't want to like see that all, I couldn't. So I don't know how this is happening. I feel like Bath & Body Works has like a legion of robots that like finds people's emails and lets us know. You know, from the last time we talked about how they mark up their prices so much, like they use that money to track you down. Yeah, the candle money. They, yeah, the candle conspiracy. It's actually the Illuminati. They're Maybe out to get you. it's all the money that they're saving because on the wallflower plug-in bulbs, they cut off the little nipple at the bottom. <laughs> that makes it impossible for you to like stand it up. Honestly, the greatest design choice to ever happen. Flat boy. If we had had that when we were in college, you never would have had your shot glass taken away from you. I'll never forget. Yeah. and they That's were like, all it was used for. It was just a nice hot pink shot glass that said bitch on it. Yeah. And it was taken, and that's where I kept my wallflower. <laughs> when we were on break. I know. 
They didn't find, like, the fucking handle of alcohol in my rain boot, though. (laughs) Thank God. I mean, it's literally designed for a leg or a bottle of alcohol. Like, come on, you decide. So some of these other devices that are on here, there is an egg tray for inside of your fridge. Oh, I've seen that. That lets you It, like, tells you when your eggs are getting bad. When they're going bad and when you're about to run out. Like, which I can see how I'm about to run out. Like, if I see there's less there, I know I need some more. But, like... How much steak do you put in eggs (laughs) like i would like something like that but it tells me about my lettuce because lettuce is like every day the smallest change and she's gone you could even just bought it like the day before and anything could happen but eggs i just well we don't even buy eggs anymore but you know there's another i want one for pretzels (laughs) how many pretzels are in this box still without me even having to look there's the amazon dash buttons which some of them are useful, absolutely. Like, I would do that for, like, toilet paper. Yeah. Da- the dash buttons, if you don't know what they are, they're, like, literally you push a button and it automatically orders, like, that product. So, ideally, you'd use it for something that you buy often, like That's obviously a very privileged thing to own because, like, yeah. <laughs> for, you know, people... How in- much money are they to they're, get They're that? really cheap. They're, like, a, just a couple dollars. See, I don't trust that because when I buy... We buy all of our toilet paper on Amazon already, but I would look for, I always look for like the most rolls for the right price. You know what I mean? Like yeah, how like, would I know that that specific thing that I pushed was have, on sale? You have to have such a bank account that you don't really need to worry about if the price has increased or not that you can just blindly push this button yes. and order it. You know, that's not an everyday person kind of thing. You're right. You're right. It's not marketed towards me and my simple life. <laughs> But there was the one that they were talking about was for uh, what is it? Wonderful pistachios, like, like the green, yeah, like that. Br- the, the brand, the pistache, and like they're like, what kind of a crisis are you in, and where you have such a pistachio craving that you need to like push this now so that you never run out of pistachios? And like, like is it one day shipping or is it just like the normal? You know what I mean? Like, why do you need a button to order something online that's still going to take like five to seven business days? Uh, yeah. Like, you get on the computer at that point, or your phone. Obviously, you know, it's smart for the company. You it's know, you just, just like, wow, I, it's great that we can do this. Yeah. It's great. Let's But let's do it with something else like healthcare. <laughs> I want to push a button and have myself be insured. And let's do that for all Americans. This, this one sounds kind of smart. It's luggage that has the ability to weigh itself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, that's useful. It saves you the, like... 20 minute wait to do that well i mean i'm sure they would still weigh it themselves but you can know if you're gonna like go over the limit even though nobody has carry-ons anymore so like and also no one cares honestly i've never gotten yelled at for my bag being too overweight and it definitely has been in the past but at the same time i know people that have so i don't know speaking of carry-on bags united they are they carried on a scorpion Yeah, two different things from United, and I'm going to love the recent future now where we're going to just see everybody dragging United for everything they ever do. Yeah. So they had a scorpion on a flight. That was, you know, That's Snakes terrifying. on the Plane, the sequel. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that was real, and Samuel L. Jackson was not present. <laughs> so that's wild. Also, they're changing it now where... So basically, when they overbook these flights, the reason why they have to kick people off is because they have to have, like, seats for the staff, yes. I guess. Or, like, if you work for the company. So, now they're correcting that. And so, they won't 
take people off a flight just for a staff member to have a seat or whatever. So their new policy now is going to be, we're going to still overbook. We're just not going to have any staff members, so nothing happens. Like Who's the pilot, flying my plane? The pilot's gone. It's just like, you guys fend for yourself. It's just you push an Amazon Dash button, and that saves your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happens. See, that's what... All right, we're working on fucking, like, instant corn or whatever, like, via a Dash button or a toaster, but I want something that will get me from point A to point B for under $100 and fast as lightning. Go. Teleportation. Come I on. want that. Flu powder. Let's do it. Ooh, I wouldn't do flu powder. Apparate. Whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't apparate either. Fuck. I don't know what would I would you want. Would splinch yourself? Oh, I would be the person that would totally come out splinched. Splunched? Oh, splunched. Speaking of splunched, okay, so settle a debate with us. The word slum. <laughs> Why does it exist? Okay, so... How did this even get brought you up? You read it in, like, a Wikipedia article that something had... Oh, yeah, yeah we were, you we, were... He had never heard of the story The Most Dangerous Game. Has anyone else now, read that? You read it in, like, seventh But now that you read grade. it to me, then I recognized it, but I just never read it. And then, like, other people have kind of used that old story as, like, a vehicle for shit. Kind of basis of Hunger Games at school Yeah, bit, so. but anyway, so in that summary, they had the word swum, like, the past tense... <laughs> The past tense of swimming. So I always say swam. Like, I swam to France. I don't yeah. know why, but I did. Apparently. Swam is actually correct. Swam is actually the form you should be using. Not that swam is incorrect. Swam is like a poor man's like. swam. <laughs> like, the not classy version of swam. But swam sounds like something like like a swamp <laughs> like i don't know it's not cute like i just picturing myself like in the act of swimming like would you have rather swam like that's cheerful you're wearing like a nice cap and you're swimming around or See, did I you feel, swum like i feel as though like swum feels like i just came out of like shrek swamp you know but, i am muddy <laughs> but also swam is just very like biting and harsh. Like but I just swam in the Atlantic. Like I just swam orange. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, you know. And that's probably where it came from. Honestly, no wonder why English is such a fucking hard language to you learn. You guys are probably like, "What the fuck?" And so are we. How do you say? I Colonel? still can't spell restaurant correctly without having to like really think, like deep think. Restaurant. There's so many words that mean the same thing. And it's not even just slang. Wednesday, you know. Oof, I'll never... Febru. Febru. Colonel. Colonel is the one that gets me the most because it looks nothing like it. I'll tell you right now, you're going to laugh your ass off. So when I read the for, for the first time, Looking for Alaska by John Green. <laughs> Rip 2014. Just kidding. It was Were 2004. Were you calling him Colonel? I was calling him the Colonel. Like oh my in my God. head. Because I wasn't reading out loud. Like what... But also when you're playing, like, Colonel Mustard, I thought yeah, it was, like, Yeah, that's what I was saying. In Clue, I was like, oh, Colonel Mustard. <laughs> also, if you had to be a Clue binge, who would you be? Ooh, I'm Miss Scarlet. I probably always. fucking Plummo. Yeah, you're totally Professor Plum. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say Mr. Green. Yeah, runner up. Ugh, why? I don't know. What the fuck? Obviously, like, Miss Peacock. I'm going off of colors here. Miss Peacock, like a nice turquoise. <laughs> You're in. A, oh, I guess green is a nice color because it is my favorite color. But I'm just yeah, like, I'm why, focused why on his chin. Green. What it's, the fuck? It's the man behind the color that I'm just like. <laughs> there's something there. Well, I picked Plummo. Yeah. 
Well, Professor Plum kind of looks like you. <laughs> I don't want to play Clue. All right, so let's take a little commercial break, and then we'll be right back with some questions. So Easter was yesterday, and hopefully you got something in your basket. But if not, why not get something appropriate like a rabbit vibrator from oh adamandeve.com? I mean, it was practically made for the occasion. As always, you can go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off just about any item and free shipping if you use code CW. You also get a couple of free cool gifts when you make an order with that code. You get a free mystery gift, still unsure. We need to know what that is. And three free adult DVDs. So just go to adamandeve.com and use code CWC to get that offer. And get off. (laughs) Okay, so as always, first question is going to be from patreon.com slash from the Binchos who help support the show. If you guys want to help out, you can go check that out. But this first one is from Liv. Who said, how would y'all like to have your coffee if you could only have it for one way for the rest of your life? Hot with a little bit of cream. So just like a regular cup of Like a coffee. mug? Like, I'm assuming, you know, out of all the ways that you could possibly have a coffee espresso kind of beverage, I would just have it as the classic, you know, drip. Classic with, drip bean. With uh, fucking cream in it. Yeah. Just a little bit of cream. I'm like I'm not that big of an iced coffee person. Like I do enjoy an ice iced coffee. Like when it's really fucking hot out in That's the middle of summer. Want. Absolutely, it's great. But I could live if I had to choose one or the other. And you know that's always a hot beverage kind of girl. That's one of the reasons why I could never live in California. I have it's to It's an live... iced coffee state. Yeah, <laughs> and I need to live in a place where I can enjoy the warm beverages such as hot chocolate and coffee and any other holiday time festive drinks. I yeah. need to be in a place where I can enjoy those. I would be unhappy if all of my coffee was cold because even when it's like scorching outside, your hands still like it's still, like you're just constantly switching hands yeah. and your hands get clammy and moist. <laughs> and I'm just like it's a lot. It's a lot. I could still get an extra hot latte in the middle of fucking July. And okay, a cup of coffee that gets, you know, cold after sitting out. You microwave it for a second and she's good to go. Ice coffee being left out and the ice melting. And it's just watered down coffee. A mess. Uh, and it's all really fucking like, like, you got this ring of water around it, you know, from the condensation. There's layers. I want Bill and I to talk to me about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, this show comes out like really soon. I think it's like the 21st of April. Ooh. I'm excited for him to be very snarky. I have a feeling he's going to be like snarky about I climate change. I can't wait for it. Me too. All right, next question is from Megan, who said, What is the wildest conspiracy theory that you at least 1% believe in? I I don't... Ooh. Ooh. Uh, um, I'm going to have to say... I would say that, like, out of all the conspiracy theories that I've heard, the ones that I could... Act, that I have a sliver of belief in could be one that, like, the Illuminati is running the world. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Because there's so much. But do you think... That, like, Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift are secretly reptiles. Because, like, low-key, I could see it. It's, like, (laughs) it's the smallest sliver, but, like, I don't know, man. It might be the sliverin. Can we actually believe that there is not some highly intelligent alien race that has infiltrated our planet and 
they are the like so advanced that they were able to like disguise their entry into our society and that they blend in perfectly. Like, do you think that's a possibility of something that could be happening right now? This just became the Stoner Podcast. I yeah. Feel. Yes, I do believe. <laughs> but kidding. like that, I don't know. Maybe I anything's up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's Chris, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even know. You're like, what's his face in Westworld? You don't know. Oh. I feel like it's one of those situations where it's like in the Vampire Diaries where they're like, they come in and out of your consciousness and Yo, you don't know. am I a traveler? Do I have a passenger in me? You Like a host situation? Yeah. That's Ooh. the best thing Stephanie Meyer ever did was the host. Interesting. Yo. It was a lot. Okay, well. I wish the movie would have reviewed better, otherwise I would have uh, seen it. Yeah, the movie had a good cast, too. It just, it flopped. It but flopped. I liked it. It was, like, it was such a good, like, story of, like, human nature. And it's, like, what is, what does it mean to actually be a human being? You know what I mean? Or, like, the yeah. soul that actually does have emotions or the body, the host. It's good. I would read it. <laughs> it provokes the mind. You got that, like, holographic eye, iris <laughs> on the cover. Just 10 out of 10. Um, so we did already answer the questions about Jude Law. So let us know what you guys think. Are you excited? Who do you think is going to play young Grindelwald? Or are they going to put Johnny Depp in shitty makeup? I think they're going to put Johnny Depp in shitty makeup. No, well, it, I don't think, like... Oh, wait, this yeah, is, like, yeah, this as is the we time, see him... This is the time period now. Like, they're going to be in, like, their, like... I feel like they said somewhere between 40 and 60 is, like, what their ages right now. But they so, made like, him look so much older than he already looks. Maybe it's he like, looks like Colonel Sanders, it, it, but like an asshole. Maybe it's bec- it's like the dark magic does things to you. He you know took I mean? away his youth. Also, gave him a shitty accident. Like, like, Just did a lot. Did a lot of things. <laughs> that um, undercut, though. The next question is from Taryn, who said, "How did the process of being diagnosed go for you? Have you had to deal with anyone invalidating your PTSD since it doesn't fit the typical media depiction?" I'm, I mean, not to my face. Like, I'm sure that's yeah. happened, like speculated online or something. I don't know. I remember when I one of my favorite YouTubers, Will Shepard, he was doing a video about PTSD because he also suffers from PTSD, and I remember like it just totally encapsulated my experience and it was really validating for me to watch this video and it put like what I was feeling into words and I remember I retweeted it and then people were like PTSD like what are you talking about like for what you know what I mean it's like one who asks that like yeah what is why do you why are you this way what fucked you up like what I mean people do that for depression too like why are you sad yeah what do you mean so there was that but it was just the 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 intention behind it felt like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? You couldn't have possibly had something happen to you, you didn't that would kill result somebody in, in a war, so yeah. you don't have this. I remember, like, I had even fallen victim to that stereotyping because I remember when I was diagnosed, I was like, I would have never thought that that was what I was experiencing and how it actually is, like, encapsulating the anxiety and depression. Like, those yeah. are symptoms of the PTSD, not like things that I'm just generally dealing with myself and it made so much more sense to what I was dealing with I don't know it seems to me like this is obviously not for everybody but like depression and anxiety like a lot of times they seem to go hand in hand with each other but also that and it's it's fun they, it's a mix they, <laughs> they a seem mix to be a resultant of uh bigger issue but you can just have because i remember my first original diagnosis was gad so that's yeah. generalized i'm not anxiety saying disorder. that it has to be that way but i'm recognizing now that like depression and anxiety are like more and more becoming like just a resultant of something else that is a bigger issue yeah you know and that could I mean? be the case so i don't know it's been wild 
I'll tell you, it's been eye-opening, though. Like, I definitely feel like it's an important step, like, if you can get to that yeah. point to and get that diagnosis. Because it helps. It Not only, like, it does it put a face to the name that you're dealing with, but it also makes you feel like, I don't know, it's something that I deal with because my emotions were constantly told growing up, like, that they weren't valid, that anything that I was experiencing, like, wasn't important or true or anything, like, gaslighting and all of that. So, like... To have somebody else tell me that what I endured was this and putting, like, labels on it and they're a fucking professional and they're garnering this after, like, you know, weeks of spending time with me or whatever, like, that makes me feel like, oh my god, okay, so, like, I can actually, like, get past this because I actually can admit now that there is a problem because the way that I was raised, it was like, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with you, but also there's so much wrong with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like, don't find out what's wrong. Exactly. We don't, we don't do that because that makes us look bad because they have, like, a whole stigma against, like, mental health care and all of that, which, like, is bullshit. And a lot of people feel that way, too. Um, I feel in this day and age that, like, there's a thing against, like, you know, self-diagnosing yourself, whether it's, like, a mental thing or, like, a physical thing, like, you know, seeking professional help for that. But I feel like now in this day and age when we have access to, like, great information on the internet that, like, wow, you shouldn't be only diagnosing yourself. Like, you can see, like, when you see, like, Will's tweet and you saw that, like, wow, I really fall in line with all of these things that he's talking about when talking about PTSD, that, like, you can, like get like a pretty good idea for yourself but you don't want to treat yourself yeah you don't want to treat yourself and you don't want to take just like what you read online as like the only thing because a lot of the time it's like the extreme case like they're trying it's like very verbatim and like there's so much nuance to mental health and just the way our brains work like webmd would be like you have a cough you have cancer like yeah like let's think about that so, I mean, like, in a way, like... I literally was having fucking ovulation pain, and Chris was convinced I had a stomach ulcer because <laughs> of WebMD, but it was just my stupid-ass egg moving along. Happy Easter. Happy <laughs> Easter, right from this fucking fallopian. <laughs> fallopian. Honestly, Fuck off. Clue helps me out so much because it's it tracks your fertility, so I know exactly when I'm not being anywhere near <laughs> anything, you know? It's great. So this is a question from our Reddit page, and it says, Have you watched or seen any of the clips from the latest episode of Survivor where a contestant outed a fellow contestant who is trans thoughts? So I read an article about this before the show because I wanted to actually see what happened because I don't watch Survivor. So I guess that just aired. I didn't even know that shit was still on, honestly. I know. So basically there's like this dude who's been on Survivor, like this is like his third time. And he's, like, 50 years old, and he's, like, a realtor, and he outed, like, this, like, 30-year-old trans person on the show, and then the whole, I think they called him, like, a tribe or whatever, they voted him off for doing that. Which, like, yo, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been, like, 10 months since that was actually filmed, and so I was reading this article with, like, a statement from the guy that outed the other guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I took, like, the last 10 months to, like you know, really think about it and, like, reflect and, like, change. He's been, like, in therapy and stuff. And, like, who knows? But he did get fired from his real estate job, like, as soon as it aired. They were like, we just want nothing to do with this This narrative at all. But I think it's fucked up. Because it's just, like, first of all, you don't know how the other people on, like, the island or whatever are going to react to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's unsafe to out people. Like, how is that not just known? The whole thing was, like, he was, like... 
I'm trying to show that this person is deceitful. Or so like, like they, okay. they were deceitful by not being true about their identity. But like lying you know, or just being hidden about that or not being open about that. That's like a life and death thing. Yeah, it's not the same as like lying about something that like, I got some coconuts that, over here that I'm hiding from the rest of the trap. Like, like you know? how does that involve any other person? You know what I mean? Yeah. Other than, like, people, like, if they weren't okay with someone being trans, then yeah, all of a sudden being vengeful. Yeah, there are predisposed, like, shitty opinions. Like, it doesn't show that this person is, like, deceitful. I feel really bad for the person who was outed, and I hope they're okay, and I hope that nothing, you know, people in their be lives were incredibly affected. like, the way in which that information comes out. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think it's, like, really fucked up of that guy that did it, and, like... <sighs> I hope he feels terrible about it because, I mean, God, that's, like, the worst karma that you could do. Like, how could you feel comfortable doing that? And, like, I remember, like, in high school and stuff, like, there would be, you know, people that would get outed for, like, being gay. And it was, like, I just could never understand. Like, anytime somebody would confide that in me before they had told other people, I would never, like, tell anyone. Like, what? Because people can... That's how I felt when I was coming out. Like, if somebody would come up to you and be like, oh my god, did you know, like, Susie is gay or whatever, you know what I mean? Anytime somebody was like that where they outed somebody else or, like, like, if they were telling me about it and they had already, like, been told, like, hey, don't tell people about this and then they're already telling me, I'm looking at that person with, like, oh, you know. Because the underlying... Like, you could, like, if the person you were telling is like so what who cares like you could always fall back and like oh well i just thought that was like interesting or weird but like you know that like the underlying intent of that is like this is something that makes them lesser yeah this is like gossip about them this is just something that make can make us look at them in like a filtered lens like the worst was like i remember this one specific instance that this happened to me like when i was in high school and the person that told me was gay themselves and had already had to like person deal yeah he was gay that outed the trans person yeah it's fucked up you'd think that there would be just like a little bit more understanding when you're within the community yeah but (laughs) there's there's problems on all fronts yeah all right and the next question is do you guys try to keep up with any sort of routine or schedule i know everyone has days where it's like i'm not doing anything today but overall do you try and like always do like laundry on wednesdays or clean the apartment at noon or some things like that we definitely have like a nighttime routine. Absolutely, we do like a sweep of the whole house. To it's definitely it and clean. Honestly, up. the cats were like the main catalyst in having this sort of nighttime <laughs> <The> routine. <catalyst. laughs> it takes like a good half hour, forty five minutes to be like prepping the house to be ready to go to sleep. So there's no paper anywhere for Squeezy. There's no random jingle balls that Squeezy can smack around the it's house. It's mostly Squeezy. <laughs> yes, yeah, Squeezy. Like Lila, surprisingly, sleeps most of the night when we're asleep. The only thing you have to do for lila is you have to perfectly tent a blanket over the couch to form a cave that she can get in but you have to leave a little bit of the blanket like rolled up so that she has access to the cave yes yeah, squeezy you gotta like make sure everything is away he can't touch anything <laughs> and you know fresh food and water he gets so excited when you bring out the brita filter that's when he knows oh my god he knows where his food is in the cabinet he we don't really smart. like do we used to try to go grocery shopping on like the same day but now because we're so close to grocery stores we kind of like just pop in and out when we run out of things so we don't go like all at we once. make like a big trip like every once in a while but we're also just grabbing things as we need them and i like to do it that way for produce reasons you know yeah, it keeps my produce fresh and these uh these cheeks glowing <laughs> oh my god but 
I mean, obviously, schedules are built around when we're working, primarily. And, like, now that I I got a new job, in case you guys missed that, and I actually had my first week this week. Yeah. So I I go back on Monday, you know, but uh, it went really well. I had a great time. I love everyone that I'm in contact with. Um, it's I'm doing like social media management for a brand that's based in New York and they like had no social media presence so I'm literally running everything and I have so much to do and it's great and I have like total like creative freedom and I don't know I'm having a lot of fun with it it's like exactly what I wanted to do yeah. and they just bumped up like how many hours I'm actually going to be able to work so it's going to be you know it's, it, it's, it's something it's really cool I'm so excited so that's allowing me to be on an even better schedule because I was already getting up early and stuff but now I have, like, because they're New York, I need to be up earlier for getting into work because, obviously, I want to be, like, on Corresponding when they're, on. when they're in and stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so it helps with my schedule, but, like, the way that I like to do it is, like, I like to get up and I like to have an hour to myself to spend time with Chris in the morning before we both have to do stuff and before you're off to work or whatever you have to do. Yeah. Because um, it just, I it's, so I, I purposely, like, have us wake up earlier than we need to just because it's nice to have that hour to, like, have your coffee, have breakfast. Wake up fully. Feel, yeah, because, like, I, every time I sleep late and then I have to do something, I'm just like, you know, it's not as good. Yeah. I'm sure that's how you feel too. So. Absolutely. But yeah, we kind of just do that. And then, uh, in terms of like scheduling other things, we do our nighttime routine and we schedule in the podcast. Usually we record on like the day for or the day of the show going up. Yeah, we try to keep our weekends to do nothing just so that we actually can either get any kind of like cleaning or other errands done or like if we're going out and doing something. We, like you said, there's a day where I'm not doing anything at all today and like I feel like we definitely try and keep one day of the weekend to a day where we don't have to do any kind of like errands or work-related things just to like keep like healthy mentally to like have a day where you just do the things that you want to do mm-hmm. and not like just running all these errands and shit like that, that. was yesterday that was yesterday me. it's usually saturday yeah because i was like you know at friday i was only in work for a little bit because i have my therapy session and yeah. then after that i was like okay this bitch did a lot this week i've been the most productive i've been since Definitely since leaving YouTube and honestly for a while because it's it's it, it's giving me structure that I very much needed. Yeah, um, there's so a, I'm that's very the happy. con of working for yourself. Yeah, because I mean I'm responsible, but at the same time, it's easy. I'm also self <laughs> self. I don't know. When you're dealing with all the things that you're dealing with, like... It's easy for me to be like, oh, well, I don't have to do it then, you know? Yeah, exactly. And now... And it's... It also makes me feel like I'm finally at a point where I can have other people be reliant, you know, on me. Like, they they depend on me to get things done. And before, I wasn't in the greatest mental space, so it was easier for me to be doing creative work that I didn't have to really, like, talk to anybody else about before doing. And now I'm at a place mentally where I feel like, okay, I can absolutely be dependent on and I'm not going to, like, just, you know, drop everything. Yeah, or, like... I don't know. There's a lot that comes with that that I'm sure if you've been in my position before, you've thought about it, you know. But, you know, it's good. It's all good. I'm feeling great, Yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait to see. Also, now when somebody asks, what do you do? You don't have to say, like, well, I'm a YouTuber. Like, that whole weird conversation. Now it's not so weird to describe what a YouTuber is. But before, it's like, so you make videos for YouTube? Well, at that point, like, I... I don't know. Like, a lot of people don't even say that. They just say, like, content creator because they are everywhere else. 
I, yeah, now I can be, you know, yeah. saying that. I'm a social media manager. I'm a social media manager and I have a podcast, you know? Yeah. That's great. Honestly, that's great for me. And then I'm still trying to do, like, this art stuff. It's definitely taken the back burner because I'm trying to get, like, used to this new job. But, like, as soon as I start to kind of understand Once you have a when, schedule and a routine to that. Yeah, then I can figure out when I'm going to do art and just, like, have some, you know, sales on my store every once in a while. Yeah. So that's what I want to do, too, you know? All right, guys. Well, thanks for having a cup of Detroit Bold with us. Yeah. As it says here, uh, boldly made in the Motown. Oh, there's bold beginnings as well on the back here. Oh I love God. a bag that has a nice story. It has a lot of bold on it. I think it might be bold coffee. I would say so. It's and good, honestly, by it was the pretty way. Good. Like, yeah, did we even say <laughs> No, we didn't say anything. <laughs> I do like it. I drank my entire cup now, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not like too bold where it feels like too acidic for me. I feel you. Anyway, so benches, stay tuned. We're going to rattle you off. <laughs> and then the rest of you guys, we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So originally we were supposed to go to the Tool Festival this weekend. So we wrote a list about what you guys would be as flowers, but we didn't even go. So just enjoy some nice flowers. Yes. Add this to your collection of things that you guys are. Hopefully you identify with it. We got Nicole Dowling, who is Colt's foot. Melanie Weldon is Speedwell. Alex Capraro is Dunce Cap Larkspur. <laughs> Kim Boyver is Vervain. Shannon Shires is Nightshades. Alicia McKee is Donkey Tail. Kimberly Proza is Pincushion Protea. Sammy Jessam is Harry Balsam Root. Oh. Sarah Booth is Betty Boop Rose. Kate Convery is Confederate Rose. Taylor Collins is Blue Sailors. Emma Corbeal is Chicory. Sloan Fuller is Common Mullion. Angelica Feliz is Angelica. Liv Maltby is Oregon Checker Mallow. <laughs> Megan Oxley is Oxeye Daisy. Daisy Blossom Dottie is, whoa, wait for this one, a daisy. The moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Mary Beth Murphy is Marigold. Valerie Molina is Lily of the Valley. Kennedy Rochelle is Shell Ginger. M. Simek is Common Persimmon. Isn't that a fruit, though? These are flowering things. They f- oh, These are things that flower. A reach. Rebecca Edmondson is poison hemlock. Taryn Parker is cow parsnip. Alana Barbosa is barberton daisy. Lucy is loose strife. Me after a long week. <laughs> Megan Ashley is American mountain ash. Mountain ash. Fucking teen wolf. <laughs> Cody Castillo is chantilly lace. Bailey Lynn is Belinda's dream rose. Emily Tormey is Candy Store. Sonny Vazbrun is Butler's Broom. Sabrina Hughes is Brigadoon Rose. Fiona is Coffee Plant. Whoa. Stephanie Oliver is Black Olive. Me. Juanita Carr is Caramel Coral Bells. Annie Wynn is Pinky Winky Hydrangea. <laughs> Lila! <laughs> Cassandra Lee is Sandpaper Vine. Emma Nigren is Lily of the Nile. Courtney Hall is Balloon Flower. Becca Jansen is Jane Magnolia. Angela Sue is Angel's Trumpet. Michelle North is Easy Wave Shell Pink Petunia. Aaron Bray is Brazilian Gold Shrub. Jada Goshi is Durango Gold Marigold. My, <laughs> my Elizabeth is Elizabeth Ginger. Ishbel Mendez is Disco Bell Swamp Mallow. Okay. Talia Miller is Maximilian Sunflower. Margarita is Lamarn. Avery Labelson is Spanish Bluebell. Chloe Archer is a clover. Anthony Hood is Monk's Hood. Mariah Hanna is Amaryllis. Liz Hallbrook is American Holly. Jennifer Habgood is Goodwin Creek Lavender. Madison Greer is Green Hawthorne. Madison Wolf is Wolf's Bane. Megan McNally is Oregon Pop Cactus. <laughs> 
Megan Preyus is Prairie Sun Black-Eyed Susan. Cora Springfield is a Spring Star. Ilka is a Milk and Wine Lily. Jacksador Who is Weeping Jack. Who is Jack? <laughs> we found out this episode. <laughs> Nicole Allen is Bonica Rose. Courtney White is Plush White Petunia. Bridget Carey Davis is Carefree Beauty Rose. Jennifer Cornwell is Gourmet Popcorn Rose. What the fuck? <laughs> Sophia Cock is Peacock Flower. Ash Roselle is an Artistry Rose. Jackie Burkhart is an Autumn Sweetheart. Beth Fonseca is Henry Fonda Rose. Ian Murphy is a Summer Lily. Kendall Berg is Iceberg Rose. Megan Grilly is a Pomeg Granite. Okay. Chloe Ireland is a Belle of Ireland. Taka Roach is a Railroad Vine. Haley Cadwalder is a Siberian Wallflower. Camellia Mulkey is the Purple Poppy Mallow. Maddie Pullman is the Titan Polka Dot Periwinkle. Whoa. Amanda Peet is the Neon Sweet William. Who is William? <laughs> Caitlin Whalen is Lenny's Magnolia. Cody Robinson is the Crimson Beauty. <laughs> Lauren Chavone is Carolina Laurel. Dana Daly is the Savannah Holly. Claire Wood is Vera Wood Azalea. Anna Hernandez is the Louisiana Iris. Sarah is Sarah's Choice. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Flynn and Drew are the Daydream Rose. Hillary Gay is the Foothill Biscuit Root. Oof. Mackenzie Knight is the Starry Night Rose. And Rachel Evans is the Bachelor's Button. Whoa. That's like okay. Benjamin Button, but he doesn't age backwards. So all of the other bench shows, I think they are what you call wishies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love a good wish. We got Allison Frankoy. Ashley Riefenberger. Joanna Jensen. Mallory. Allie Malone. Kathleen Wynn. And Rose Barnett. Rose. <laughs> With a name right like in. Rose, it yeah. has to be Spucker. <laughs> um, so thanks, guys, for supporting the show. We love you all. And we hope that this spring you pick a flower and you call it Susan. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.